Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to episode 12 of the Cute Divils podcast. I'm Chris, and Helen, introduce yourself. I'm Helen. <laughs> if they don't know by now, we're fucked. Uh, 12 episodes in now, they'd want to start, uh, to start remembering anyway. So, Helen, how's your week? My week has been grand, Luda. Um, it's great to be back doing this regularly. Um, yeah, what have I been doing? Basically, I've my head stuck in a laptop every day, preparing um for job interviews and stuff like that. So very very mundane stuff, but stuff that has to be done nonetheless. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. Like I remember where I was going through it there, going to a load of different job interviews, and it is actually a bit painful. You know, um, I presume though you're getting some of them on Zoom, yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, not going into too much detail, but um, yeah. yeah, so a lot of them are very long application forms and stuff like that. And it's scenarios of when were you in jo- a job when you did this. So it's yeah. it's not just copying and pasting, it's actually using your brain, which is great. But sometimes my brain doesn't work. Um it's like, an, do you know what it's like? An assignment looming over and you know you have until a certain date to do it. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I'd say it's like that, right? But I just find a lot of these applications, they do them to actually try and make people not reply. Yeah, it's to, it's to, it's to get rid of the ones that aren't bothered. Um, But yeah, yeah. how was your weekend? Week. Weekend was great. Um, I was in Galway over the weekend obviously that's kind of final and everything so we had a good we had a good weekend of it um I was in we went out go out in Galway City there Saturday night for drunk as the Lord it was mighty and watching the Champions League finals so yeah it was, you know, it was nice to get out and do stuff it's a long time since I was out in Galway so yeah just just when you mentioned there the the GAA um, I think it's it's uh we need to mention the two Johnny's podcast and the catfishing saga that's erupted from them. What do you reckon? Oh, it's, it's absolutely nuts! It's so nuts. It's like everybody's talking about it. I've never seen a country like literally everybody is talking about it. Yeah. So do, do you want to give a little small little um reasoning behind what we're talking about? I'd say anybody that's listened to this has already heard everything there is to do, but like, it's just, I can't get my head around it how somebody can be that unstable, God love her, like, because, like, why would, why are people pretending to be someone that they're not constantly for attention and trying to fabricate these pretend relationships with these famous people, well, you know, or semi famous people, like. Yeah, so basically, um, one of the two Johnnies was talking to a girl online. It turns out that her profile was fake. Uh, they found out who the the person behind the profile was and she's been doing it for quite a number of years to quite a number of fellas. Yeah, it looked like it was. Is it since 2012? Yeah, one of the pages was, um, they could see that it was um, active or set up in 2012 but like she was using pictures of um a couple of girls that were friends in England now they've taken it on the chain and they've posted about it and kind of laughed about it but like uh I do feel sorry for the lads who thought they were talking to really really good looking girls um 
But yeah, it's it's madness. Um, I do recommend listening to that podcast for that. It's it's entertaining, if anything else, because it's so sounds so unbelievable. Mm, it's it's just outrageous. Like like MTV have made TV shows about this exact same thing, and it's been happening all over Ireland. Like that's why it's just it's so funny. It's funny, but um, obviously the the person involved that's behind the catfishing, um, look, yeah. I think a lot of people have been talking about her online and have maybe came out with who they think is the real identity and stuff like that. Yeah. And you need to take into account her mental health and the likes of that. Yes, the, the two Johnnies are using it for a story and to increase their podcast listeners but at the same time you don't you weren't there you don't know who it is so um take it easy on online forums and stuff like that oh yeah you would like now i would it's just i think the one good thing that has come from it is that all those pages are now deleted yeah and there's a lot of lads that are that are in safer place now that they're not getting these mad stupid messages like the one part I took from it is remember that the poor lad who met a girl that he kind of liked then at a festival and then your one started emailing or Instagram messaging that that girl how the hell did she find that out like and then yeah. messaged her like eight of eight different pages or whatever saying he was a bad guy like that's just yeah actually like you really need a degree to go through all the people like there's been things on tiktok that i've seen and it's like who this character like who football paul how he's related to nikki and all these things like there's so many of them it's nearly do you know what it's like it's nearly like a, a series of Grey's anatomy or something where you have to think like yeah there's a lot going on there's too much going on in it really to even like I don't know enough about what is going through that woman's head because you have, like, we're not, I'm not qualified to even have an opinion on it. But from the outside looking in, it's just how in the name of the Lord could she be that conniving and that organised? Yeah, look, you'd want a lot of time on your hands. But in saying that, Luda, like catfishing goes on with girls, it goes on with boys. Like it even goes on with my eight-year-old nephew who downloads Tinder from my mother's phone. Like that's catfishing. What was his name last year? Eric, Eric24. Fair play. Did he get any responses on Tinder? No, we actually, we had to uninstall it off the phone because uh, it was too tempting for my mother. God bless her. Yeah, she would have been. I know. I know. <laughs> right, Luda. Will we? Uh, will we swiftly move on? Yeah, we go two foot tackle into it. Okay, so Luda, you are. It's safe to say that you are a, a GA head, a GA man, a man of the ga. I hate that phrase, by uh, the way. I hate it. Yeah, I, I enjoy. I enjoy the sport. Yes, the sport doesn't enjoy me that often, but um, riddled with injuries. You know, if you see me walking around on a Wednesday after training, you'll know. You do. You would say, "What is wrong with that fella? Like, why is he even bothering?" But anyway, you'd be beats after training and stuff. But yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I love the sport. And it's safe. Like, yeah, it's safe to say that um, GA players, especially at inter county level, are very, very dedicated fellas. Um, and girls. Sorry, uh, that was quite sexist of me. So, inter county players are very, very. Uh, dedicated to the sport, 
everything is to do with recovery. Everything is to do with the next training session, the next match, the likes of that. So where I'm going with this is then you see the likes of soccer players who have million pound deals, like multi-million pound deals. And Jesus, if they sneeze, they're given an Adidas tissue or a Nike tissue. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I'm just, I want to get your opinion on what are what do you think the main differences between uh, an intercounty GA player and a uh, soccer player level wise? Like the their their dedication is the same. So why are soccer players getting paid way more? What's your take on it? Um, well, I suppose number one, they're getting paid. The GA players are never getting paid. You know, um, I know they're get they get well looked after. Regards. You know, they're, they're, they are very well looked after and they will get maybe the preference when they're looking for jobs and things but here's it <laughs> allegedly yeah, like to be fair they deserve every ounce of it you know they deserve that bit of softness we'll say yeah you know? but um, it's like when you're looking at what kind of money that the soccer players are on it is scandalous but at the same time it is a worldwide business like the Premier League is worldwide, you know. Whereas if you ask someone abroad in the Arsenal in London, do they know who Leitrim are? They're not going to know. But the likelihood is, where if you ask anybody, does anyone in Ireland know where Leitrim is? I'm only messing. Hello to all our yeah. Leitrim listeners. Hello to all our Leitrim followers. Yes, but like, do you know what I mean? And if you go to Outer Mongolia and ask them about any random Premier League team, say Southampton, they'll know who they are. You know? So, when you're looking at it in that respect, the money that's generated through the Premier League, that's probably where the money is lying. That's why these players are on such massive, massive money. You know, shirt sales, this carry on. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo is making nearly half a million a week. Do you know? Like, it's... Yeah, uh, but... but I just think, like, let's say the likes of, um, I'm not even going to name a, a hurling player. Yeah. Or I'm just going to say the likes of when Joe Canning was playing, right? Joe Canning obviously sold a lot of jerseys for the likes of O'Neill's and, and all them. He doesn't he doesn't get a cut of that. Do you know what? Whereas, I don't know, I just think, like, yes, GA players at times can be favoured for for jobs or yeah it's very hard to to say that but like a lot of companies will look after them because they're mentioned in interviews and um even Johnny Glynn when he was working in America was able to mention his company that they were flexible for letting him come home and stuff like that um yeah but i just think it's it's an awful pity and i'm not even going to go into the debate of um men's sport versus women's sports because that's a, that's a completely different debate but like i just think for the likes of a ga player that is do you know like i, I follow a fellow on tiktok who's a personal chef for i think it was like two or three premier league players like yeah you don't see Declan down the road that's playing county level like he's not getting a chef he might get a rap on the way home from uh, you know from training yeah. and a, an old Capri Sun but like I know it's a bit better now than it was for them but like they're still way way off yeah they are like in, like, in fairness they are 
there is a small few who are getting super looked. They're like they're getting super well looked after. Um, like the higher level teams, you can be sure that they're like. And obviously, I'm speculating here. I never played intercounty level football, so I don't know. But I have a fair idea that they're getting well looked after nutrition wise. They get all their supplements, everything looked after. But that is the least it's there. But but who's like for all the matches when there's sixty thousand in Crow Park? Like where is that money going? Like it's that is a funny one. Like because they say it's going down to the club level, but it's not. You know because every club in Ireland is running fundraisers to try and make money to do something for the club. Yeah, sure, Jesus. If if you want a set of jerseys, you have to be trying to get sponsorship everywhere. Like do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, like I would. I would love to know. I'd love to know really where the money's going. They're saying they need it for to run the clubs and run the counties and run this and run that. But when you're looking at the when you're looking at the d- dividing up of the funds that are given, obviously you know everybody's arguing all the time. Oh, the dubs are getting everything. The dubs generate the most money as well. Yeah, but they also have. Um, I thought of that before. But they also have an awful lot of people per. The area. It's a small area, but they have a lot of people in that area. And there is so many clubs in Dublin. Yeah, so, well, look. Well, it's not, not so much the clubs, but there's so many club players in Dublin. Yeah. I, I, but, like, it's still not, it's still not fairly distributed. But, like, even on top of that, a lot of soccer players have their own sponsorship deals on top of that, like, with yeah. certain... Um, brands and stuff like that do you think the GA is a bit behind when it comes to that because Jesus I remember years ago was it uh, I'm, I'm mentioning Joe Canning again I'm trying to think of another player but do you remember he used to wear um, Adidas socks outside his hurling socks do you remember that he used to wear I remember, yeah. he used to wear like oh. a white um, Adidas short sock outside his socks so you could see Adidas yeah. but like I remember that. Sure, if they wear different colour um, bicycle shorts, they're nearly penalised for that, like, with within the yeah, GA. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. That is actually a fineable offence. Which is madness, like. Yeah. Do you know, if that's their only way of making a few pounds, surely to God they should be allowed to do it, like, if, Jesus, if they want pink bicycle yeah. shorts with um, Christopher Connolly Limited on it, they should be allowed to do it, like. Yeah. Now, and to be fair to good old Joe... He was a great man to endorse stuff. Yeah, the Red Bull. And fair fuck a play from him. He's dead right. You know, there's plenty of other players that you can name as well that have done the same thing, like getting sponsorship deals. But they deserve it. If you look at what they're doing on Instagram, there is certain players that can get upwards of about €1,500 per Instagram post or a story or things like that where they're advertising something, you know? Yeah, see, I'm kind of gone out of not out of that game, but like I used to love watching and uh, participating in GA like years ago. But I think I've kind of I'll watch I'll I will watch when Galway are playing and the likes of that. But I used to like I would have been able to name every player on the Cork team when I in two thousand and you know five six. Yeah. Whereas now I don't have that interest or that grow that I used to have. But in saying that. Like, do you remember years ago there used to be ads with the likes of Henry Shefflin or Eugene Clunan and they'd be yeah. showing their skills and stuff like that? You don't see that on TV anymore. I think it was like a Club Energizer ad. Do you remember? 
Yeah, I do, I do. Eugene Clunan flicked the ball up with his feet and then he scored a point or something. Yeah, I remember the, I remember the other eyes, not vividly, but kind of barely. But you're looking at it though, is a lot of counties that they just don't want to involve themselves in it. Um, like you can see several players in several different counties will do the individual stuff, but the managers of these counties, I'd imagine, like the likes of the Dubs, the Dublin players never really endorsed much. Yeah. You know, you never really seen them in ads. You might see them as appearances every now and again or doing something. A small bit now more, but when Jim Gavin was there, when they were the absolute superpower that they were, you never seen them out saying, oh, eat this, this is absolutely wonderful. And, or drive this car, it's a lovely car. There was none of that with the Dubs. Now, I'm sure they got their sponsored cars at some stage. I don't know. I don't be up around Dublin long enough to be watching them driving around. But at the same thing, it's like they weren't putting it in everyone's face as much as it would have been years ago. And I think, unfortunately, the GAA player, <laughs> we all know the sledging goes on severely in the GAA. And to a degree, it's great how crack and it's funny. A lot of the lot of players are like, Ash, you know, it's a joke. But you're leaving yourself too open sometimes for the sledging, for the grief and for the abuse if you're going around and doing these endorsements and these ads. Like, there was a great example there last year when Aidan O'Shea went out. Uh, he was in, <laughs> came out the, month, the week after they lost the All-Ireland final. And it was a picture of him in his red shorts coming out of the sea saying how he had his phone in his pocket and he was an Egypt and this, that and the other. And sure he got nothing but the fucking shit piss ripped out from for a solid month. And even still to this day, there's didn't take the mick out of him over it. Do you know? So I think a lot of it is that. I think a lot of the GA players don't want to leave themselves open to that kind of... Yeah, they just want to focus on actually playing GA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More so as well. And it's not a career. The GA is not a career where it is in soccer. Yeah. The GA is their hobby. And they have to really, really love it to play it. Yeah, that's very true. Um, We're not going to solve anything today, but uh, I definitely think... Really no. No. I definitely think soccer players, I could be very wrong now, but I think they're overrated and overpaid for what they do. Yeah, well, you you don't really like soccer, so... No, if I wanted to see nothing happen for 90 minutes, I'd fucking stand outside and look at the cows like... Do you know what I mean? You're a, you're a hurling snob, anyway. Ag way, you. You're the same with Gaelic football. I know, at least there's a few scores in that hand-passing game. <laughs> you're, so, you're such a hurling snob, it's unbelievable. Fastest game, most skillful game on the wor- in the world. In the world! I think GA players deserve to be getting more. I think they do get well looked after, but they do deserve a bit more, you know. Um, and it's you always hear about the guy who is getting the nice new car or the fellow who's getting a bit of a sponsorship deal with Lucas Aid or putting something on the telly or whatever. But it's the poor old fucker who's below in playing Gaelic football for the likes of Waterford. With the ball tires. Yeah, with just a rocking up to training after doing a solid fucking evening's work you know still kissed out in the grafting clothes and having to go out and 
do with <laughs> kick a bit of football like and still getting into his old work band or whatever and he's not getting half as looked after because number one it's Gaelic football in Waterford I'm just using it as an excuse do you know what I mean or as an example yeah and like it, it should be more it should be more evened out because yeah. he's doing as much work as the big guns in the Dublins the Mayos the Galways the Kerrys the yeah he, they're as equally dedicated Correct. And um, yeah, it's like that. So, to all our intercounty Waterford um, players that are listening, we salute you. Helen, do you reckon the likes of television isn't what it used to be? Say, like, remember some of the TV shows that were out years ago? Like, would they be out today? Yeah. Uh, so, the likes of, like, RT used to have unreal dramas. Do you know when you were younger and you weren't meant to be staying up late and you'd be wrecked going to school the next day? Yeah. And it'd be because you're either watching Love, Hate or The Clinic or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Podge and Raj. Podge, Podge and Raj. Good quality TV. I don't know. I just think, like, you take, for example... I know that right now we have so many, so much choice, right? But like, yeah. there's nearly too much choice there. Probably, yeah, because see, you were going into school after, say, I think, was Father Ted on a Monday evening, I think it was, but you were going into school knowing that everybody, I was only a child at the time, but you were, you knew what we, everyone was watching Father Ted <laughs> on the Monday. Yeah, or, Where, uh, I remember... My owlad, well, he still does, but he goes to cards on a Tuesday evening, right? And I remember my mother would be on the phone talking shite to someone and I'd be there and you'd be watching Desperate Housewives and Desperate Housewives went on that little bit too late, right? For little young little Helene going to school. Yeah, it was a good show though. But like you knew when you went to school the next day that you would have a full chat with the girls either at lunchtime or at break time about, or in the middle of French, do you know what I mean? Talking about... Yeah. Desperate Housewives and how can't believe your own did that or your own killed him or Joe breathe yeah. breathe the, ma- the, the mad show. bitch she was nuts she was, that was a good TV show for fairness now that Eva Longoria I think Jesus but she used to give me sleepless nights as a teenager yeah I'd say you, wa- you watched her wash her hair a few times in that Garnier ad did you what was she in Garnier she was I remember watching she was walk around half naked and desperate housewives now and for a young teenager like myself at the time it was you know I probably shouldn't have been watching it did it rev your engine did it I don't know Jesus I won't go to detail now but right anyways so I think right so for me there's so much choice now that I can't remember the last time I watched a series on Netflix because Oh, well, do you know what it is, really? You got me so hooked on TikTok that I can't fucking do anything else. Yeah, that can happen too. That can happen. I um, it, it takes a really, really good series now for me to actually watch the whole thing. Whereas, um, do you know when you're like, younger, like Love, Hate. Love, Hate was brilliant. Yeah. And like, everyone watched it. And... You just, it was so gripping. You'd be like, geez, even the newspapers would have an article about it. Remember, like, I saw there lately the one of the characters that was in Love Hate. He was there around the time of the pool cue incident, Stephen Clinch. He died, I think his funeral was 
this week anyways, but like everyone used to talk about love hate. Yeah, it was. Um, it was some show. It really was. I, you know, I even watched that one. I won't say it's the reboot of it, but sort of the, the newer version. Yeah. Kin. Yeah. Kin was very good. I thought. I didn't watch it now because um, RT Player Abroad wouldn't load the best, so I didn't really watch too much on it. But. Um, there's look, there's lots of things um that we used to love. Uh, I think we watched it lately. Um, Roshin, my friend in Australia, who actually is an, a great listener of the show, she w- she told me about, about watching Pure Mule one time. Do you remember Pure Mule? Pure Mule. I remember a bit, but yeah, books from Westmead or something. Like, uh, there was basically a lot of it was filmed in Banagher or around the Midlands, but like they had these. Uh accents and like when you watch it now you're just like oh my god now it was pure i watched it lately and it was actually pure muck like pure mule pure muck but when you were that age again you you watched it because they're all drinking and partying and having the crack and you were like jesus there's whatever in banner i know there like yeah yeah we all kind of just watch the same show like you know we all watch the same show all the time when we were kids Oh, there's one part in pure pure mule. It's like ah Jesus when like something stupid happens, and it's just I think I quoted that for probably a solid month. Ah Jesus, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, what yeah, what, no, good what what kind of shows did you watch when you were a bit younger? Like good quality TV shows. Um. I used to love the betweeners for sure. I'm not like they're not that old, I suppose. They're I suppose they came out around ten years ago now, the in betweeners, didn't they? Yeah, the in betweeners good like easy to watch and you didn't have to think like. Yeah, yeah. I um I no, I used to like a good show like the likes of Game of Thrones and things like that. I used to I used to actually like good shows. I'd say one of my favourite shows was Friday Night Lights. That was unbelievable. What is that? I've never uh, it's about an American football team. He's um, it's kind of like what you you know. It's young and like say our age group at the time, say in school and shit, and getting ready for college and stuff. So it kind of intertwines with that. But I think that's probably why I liked it. But oh, it's a class TV show, a class TV show. Um, I used to love um. Do you remember the likes of One Tree Hill and the OC? Yeah. Like. I think everyone went around in Abercrombie and Fitch and uh, what was the other one that they used yeah. to always wear? Hollister. Hollister, yeah. I used to wear it as well. And I you never really knew why I was wearing it but now I guess I do. One Tree Hill. And you could barely see going into Hollister. This was yeah, it was very dark. <laughs> very dark. Yeah, but it always smelled really nice though. It like that They do, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're drifting a bit there. Do you remember um like we're too young for Glen Roe, like we were we are like Yeah, we're not, like I do remember Heartbeat. Heartbeat do 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 baby kisses me do 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 tune. Yeah, like I remember that coming on and I was like on Sunday's over. You used to watch. Hey, you used to watch that during the week when you were sick, when you were homesick from school. <laughs> uh, no. S- speaking well, of being homesick from school, 
Dr. Phil, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. I wouldn't watch them now if you paid me money. I, during lockdown, I was watching a lot of This Morning. Oh, with Holly and Phil? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was fucking glued to it. And I was like, oh my God, what sides? And now I'm kind of like, oh, Jesus, where was my life at? Like, I know, and all these people making banana bread knew they were stuck to Holly. Yeah. How good? Uh, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was, some of it was good though. Some of it was. Yeah, but sometimes you need to just watch a bit of crap TV, like. That's, yeah. that's some people's, um, like, little thing to do and that's their self-care. Another person could be using a face mask and then someone else could be watching Fair City, like, that's, that's just someone's I, life, yeah. like. I was so bad for the chase. I watched, I must watch four episodes that day. That's the thing with Bradley Walsh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched so much of that. Yeah. Um, but it was good, no, it was good, like. But I don't know, what would you say is your top three, doesn't matter what order, your top three favourite TV shows of all time? Um, I, like, lo, uh, what's called Friends. Friends would be my top. I I watch Friends as a comfort thing now where I could be just having it on the background. Yeah. Um. After that, I would say Father Ted. These are all light-hearted, easy, quick episodes. Um, and then... Whew, it's a hard one then because the likes of like Lo- uh, Love, Hate, Raw, um, The Clinic, they all came out around the same time and I was glued to them all. Like, uh, I'd say more so... I'd say Love, Hate is my third one then. So, right. I would have loved... Uh, yeah. I would have... What was your second one? Um, uh, Father Ted. Oh, yeah. So, like, all three of those would have been TV shows I would have loved as well, but I'm not going to give three of them because then that would be a bit fucking dry. <laughs> uh, I would have... I'll go back to Friday Night Lights if somebody but such a good TV show. Um, there's another... Trying to think what else. I'm not going to say Game of Thrones because everyone says Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, even though Breaking Bad was unbelievable. I used to watch that in college, but the boys started um watching it and then I'd have to actually go attend college and they would never yeah. wait for me. So oh, I never wait, knew yeah. what was happening. Very, very good now. I'm very good. I'm going to say The Sopranos. Oh, that is good. Mm, sopranos. Like, I like a lot of that American sort of... Yeah. Oh, did you watch um Power? No, couldn't get into it. Oh, I loved it. Couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Couldn't get into it. Um, but what? A, I'm going to go with a funny one. Then curb your enthusiasm is unbelievably funny. Yeah. Uh, it's outrageously funny. It's one of the funniest TV shows I've ever watched. And just to finish up, what shows would you recommend to watch now? If someone asked me about TV shows, I would, I'd be pretty good with TV shows and films. I do like them. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is very good for a laugh. If you're looking for a bit of action and a bit of drama and a, a bit of a bit of fight and dirt, 
The Sopranos is outrageous. Their storylines, everything's unbelievable. Is The Sopranos um, still on? No, sure, man's dead. That's what I'm asking you. What, what, what would you watch now, you dose? Oh, so it's the, the old, what should I think? Go back to the series. Um, <laughs> Peaky, Peaky Blind. <laughs> Peaky Boo. Peaky Boo. Peaky Boo. Peaky Boo. Um, yeah, I think. Pinky Blinders is probably in my favourite TV shows of all time as well, actually. I was a bit aggressive towards you there. I'd say people think I'm a bit mean to you. You are a small bit. Yeah, but sure you deserve it. I do. Um, a bit of light-hearted, light-hearted stuff. I'd say How I Met Your Mother on Netflix and things like that. Very good. Yeah, I'm more of a big bang than uh, How I Met Your Mother, but sure, look. That's, that's shite. You're shite. Right, but look, I'm not going to argue with you, I'm not going to cause you rows. Uh, but yeah, there's the TV shows I would have liked, and obviously one I'd dislike. Harsh, but true. Still love you, even though you're wrong. True. <laughs> I'm not. Make sure you all go and follow us on Instagram, Cute Podcast, and if you want to get in touch, drop us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Helen, do you want to... Add anything there, or no? Just uh, pop us an email or pop us a message. We love uh, we love getting messages off people. Um, that isn't my niece. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy those. My they're fun. I like. Yeah, and definitely um, interact with us on social media. So, yeah, yeah. Luda, we're going to get into our recommendation of the week. Mm. Who? Right. What's your recommendation of the week? Um. People are going to think I do not but really watch telly and crap, but I was watching a film there last last week. It was a film I hadn't seen in a long, long time, and it was a relatively unknown film. It was called Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Right. It's a piss take about, basically, it's a piss take on, say, Johnny Cash. Okay. But... It is one of the funniest films I've ever, ever watched. And if you can find it anywhere, it's very hard to find it. So if you have one of those dodgy boxes or something, you find it. Um, I think it might be on Amazon Prime or something. Okay. What was it called again? It was, uh, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. It is so funny. Unbelievably funny. Good stuff. Yeah. And what's yours? Uh, my recommendation of the week I kind of have a little theme going with um, singers and the likes of that so my one is going to be uh, Ruth Ann is her name she's an Irish singer songwriter she was singing the song on the Late Late Show the night that Saoirse Ruan was on it um, for the toy show musical or whatever they're doing in December so she's singing that song but I did a little bit of uh, research you know because that's what makes a podcast good Luda um, investigative journalism I did a deep dive um, but basically she's written uh, the song Too Little Too Late by Jojo she has written Work Bitch by Britney Spears are co- co-written and she wrote a few um, One Direction songs as well so it's great that we have loads of Irish talent um, and I'll have lots of them after the weekend ahead for because I'm going to Wild Roots in Sligo. So, oh, lovely stuff. And what about your hero? 
My hero of the week um, is related to the catfish story. So someone went to the Ulster final. It was Derry versus Donegal. And he had a he had a sign, and it was like "I'm Football Paul," and it's just so funny because there's so much speculation online of who Football Paul is and who Nicky is and the likes of that, and I just thought it was very funny. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. It was always going to happen. Those GA, they're always very um, GA fans are very innovative, like very funny. I I do some laugh at that too. In fairness. What What's your uh? Who's your hero of the week? Also, GA related, um, Galway footballers for Will Connacht for a couple of main reasons. As you know, I live in County Roscommon and um involved with a lot of Roscommon people, like the or a lot of my friends are Roscommon people. So it's great when I get the bragging rights being originally a Galway man when Galway beat Roscommon in Connacht finals. Um, is the club you play football for is that a Roscommon club it's a Roscommon club as well yeah uh, see I'd, like they're, I'm very involved in Roscommon like, I have a lot of friends you know I even have personal friends that were playing for Roscommon but it was great to see go and beat them I always loved them breaking rights like. would you not be afraid now that you get bed up at training no no have you seen the size of a fucking unit Helen? I'm going to mess with you right Luda let's wrap it up um, thanks a million to everyone for listening to our first one back last week our first podcast back um, and if you've any correspondence with anything we've said um, definitely definitely email us at cutedevilspodcast at gmail.com or get us on any social media really at cutedevilspodcast or our own personal ones which we won't be using anymore because we're fucking famous <laughs> yeah yeah, everyone, yeah, get on to us. We love hearing from people, so yeah, yep. shall we chat, um, chat you next week, Helen? Luda, chat you then. Bye-bye.